Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bankrupt Hippo YouTube channel. Again, my name is Bryce, and this is another episode of The Handmaid's Tale Talk, where I give spoilers and just talk about my observations from each Handmaid's Tale episode. So for this episode, we're going to talk about Season 4, Episode 3, which this episode was directed by Elizabeth Moss, which I thought was kind of a cool touch to it overall, but... A um, little bit of a warning here, there are spoilers ahead for the episode, so if you haven't seen the episode, go watch it, come back, watch this video, or if you don't care about spoilers, welcome, let's have a good time. So, I'm going to sum up the episode to here in just a few lines of dialogue. June, tell us where the handmaids are. No, I'm not telling you. But we have Hannah. <sighs> Fine, I'll tell you. Alright guys, we got to escape. It's essentially what really happens throughout the course of of the episode. I'm super simplifying it overall, but what I'm trying to say is this episode didn't really have a ton of plot to it. It was more of a contextual episode, right? What it did was is it gave us more of an idea of what the world of Gilead is currently like, how it's transforming, how long June has been fighting in Gilead for, um, poses some interesting questions to some characters, some thought-provoking things, brings us in as the audience into what the characters might be thinking or feeling things of that nature. So this episode was a little bit more of a quieter one, and I'm hoping I'll have a little bit more payoff as the season goes on, but only time will tell. And just to make sure I touch on everything that I need to, let me double check my notes here. Okay, so to kind of start off this episode, it kind of, um, we visit Canada. We go and we visit, in this particular case, Luke, because Luke is informed at the very beginning that June has, again, been captured and being held but they don't know much more than that so they don't have really much to tell him so we kind of get a little glimpse into how he's really coping with the situation which is obviously not good he has this dialogue with moira where he's like i have to wonder why june keeps choosing to stay in gilead she's had so many opportunities she's had an opportunity to escape to, to us as the audience we know that she's had multiple opportunities to escape why does she keep choosing to stay there and, and, and keep fighting? And at first I, I was kind of like, yeah, like why does she just keep staying and fighting in Gilead? For us as the audience, maybe it's because she knows that she can help a lot of people and that's enough for her to stay. But I thought that the, that the, the series has made it abundantly clear that the main reason she keeps staying, even though she's got the opportunity to escape, is because she, she wants to save Hannah from Gilead. She wants to get Hannah out of Gilead. She is not leaving with she's not leaving Gilead without Hannah and it it, it it was really interesting to me because us as the audience we know that the show has demonstrated to us that particular notion but does 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 Luke know that does Luke even know that Hannah's still alive if I recall I'm not sure if Luke knows if Hannah's still alive or not because if he doesn't know that Hannah's alive it makes sense why he's feeling the way he feels it's like why does June keep feeling the need to to avoid uh, escaping or choose not to escape but if he knows that Hannah's alive then it kind of renders that whole plot device in this episode mute and it really brings into questioning why Luke's really even in the episode at all it's like I, I feel as though that they could have maybe even cut him out but that's only with the caveat that if he if he if he thinks that Hannah isn't alive, then th then it kind of makes sense why he feels the way he feels. But um, I'm trying to make sure I said that correctly. If Hannah isn't alive, 
if he thinks Hannah isn't alive, then yeah, it would make sense. To, it would make sense a little bit more why he feels the way he feels, thus rendering his plot point a little bit more relevant in this uh, particular episode. So, really interesting, thought-provoking things overall. Just a little glimpse into how uh, Luke is feeling. I, I still think a lot of his points were pretty pointless. There was the, there was one particular moment where somebody from the American Canadian Embassy tells him oh, my grandfather used to bury this particular plant in the backyard for good luck. And it felt really awkward and out of place. And they they even showed him in the episode planting that particular uh, object into his backyard, which I guess it tells us as the audience, like, hey, he's got hope that June will one day come back. But other than that, I thought it was really out of place and really odd, and the episode probably could have dealt without it. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I'm okay with it. It's fine. It's just at the time, it seemed very out of place as I was watching the episode. But um, moving on then from Luke's point of view. So we kind of go, we we transpose past Luke and we kind of go into June's capture. Obviously, June is going to be tortured in this episode until she gives up the location of where the handmaids escaped from. Uh in this case, we get a lot of Nick in this episode. Nick says uh, Mrs. Keys is in custody and she's safe. That's the only closure we really get from Mrs. Keys. I'm assuming we won't see her again in the series, which is interesting call for me because it seemed like they're setting up that she was going to be throughout the series, but who knows? It's neither here nor there. But like I said, really, the, 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 the episode posed interesting questions for some characters. And one of those characters is Aunt Lydia. So while June is being tortured, there's this moment where she has some dialogue with Aunt Lydia. And she tells Aunt Lydia, hey, you fa- you're a failure. You have failed your your girls. And Aunt Lydia's obviously distraught because she's her and June have always been at each other's throats throughout the series. But it June kind of gives her a taste of her own medicine and the fact that she's saying, hey, you told them that if they just followed the rules that they would be safe, but they followed the rules, they did what you said, and look what look where it got them. And now they are in they are in the worst possible place in the entire world. And Aunt Lydia, you could see it in the way that Aunt Dowd at least portrayed it, was that she feels guilt for that. And June just keeps throwing it into her like this is your fault this is your fault and it's giving her a taste of her own medicine because we have seen aunt lydia do the same to june throughout this series a few times i thought it was a really interesting mind tactic by june and it shows her again like i said each episode has consistently shown us how june is growing and evolving in this world and she's going she's now transcended into also psychological warfare and for lack of a better term so i thought it was a really interesting um moment and dialogue overall and it makes some really interesting themes for at least for me for aunt lydia in the future it's like does aunt lydia feel guilty for what she's done in gilead will this guilt um for what she's doing will that change her character as it goes on does she think what she's doing is right is she the hero in her own story because at the end of the day everybody's the hero of their own story right i mean even if you look at series like star wars kylo ren is the hero of his own story he is the protagonist even though we might look at him as the antagonist. Same thing with Aunt Lydia. To us, in our eyes, Aunt Lydia is an antagonist. She is doing something that's wrong. But in her eyes, if the story were told through her point of view, she's the protagonist. She's trying to do right by her morals and values. She's trying to, quote-unquote, save save the world. So it, it begs really interesting themes. It's like, okay, does she truly believe in what she's doing? And 
to me as an audience member, I think she truly believes in what she's doing and her character will not change from that at all. However, the scene begged, it, it planted that thought in my mind. It's like, will she change her mind? Will she change? Will her morals and values adjust based on what June has been um, pointing out to her? So just really interesting, thought-provoking stuff that I'm excited and interested to see if it'll change Aunt Lydia as the series goes on. So enough of that. So basically after that, June continues to get tortured until the point where she, uh, they sit her down with um, Commander Joseph, who she was staying with before she helped the children and a lot of Martha's and handmaids escape. And commander Joseph is like, all right, you have to tell them where the handmaids are because they have Hannah and they're going to hurt her. And June tells herself, she's like, why would they hurt Hannah? She's a child. Like all Gilead cares about is children. And (sighs) commander Joseph says something really interesting. They don't really explore it much in the episode, but he's like, they don't care about children. All they care about is power. Like all that's just a front. And it got the gears in my head turning a little bit, but I didn't quite buy it enough to really think much of it. So I'll just leave that as a little footnote for later episodes to see how that truly goes down. But anyways, they to prove it to her, they bring her to meet with Hannah. And this is the first time she's seen Hannah since she tried to break her out, I believe, in the second or first season at the very end of the first or second season. I can't remember. I'm losing track of my seasons at this point, but... Um, she goes and meets with, with Hannah, and it's enough to break her. She gives up the handmaids and their location, which that's probably the biggest plot moment in the entire episode. But what really makes it interesting is the actual interaction between June and Hannah, because June goes up to Hannah, puts her hand on the glass because they're keeping Hannah in this glass cage for... It, it's a glass cage, essentially. And Hannah screams and like runs away from June, and June's like, she has this realization you can see on her face like oh my god she's scared of me and it 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 it, that that particular moment for me provided a lot of context because one it showed how much hannah has grown since they were first captured by gilead at the very first episode it's like june and hannah have been in gilead for so long that hannah has gone from maybe a three four five year old who could just barely talk to now to me, probably a teenager at this point. So it's like, does does Hannah even really remember her biological parents? Does she really remember June or Luke all that well? And if um, and if if she does remember them, has she been brainwashed into thinking that they're terrible, awful people that are just enemies to Gilead? Because it, it it just poses so many interesting things. Because it's like, even if June was able to get Hannah out of Gilead, would Hannah want? june to get her out of gilead has hannah become too comfortable there and that for that first thought was provoked in the last episode when we saw it i believe his name was asher when he was like i want to go back home referring to gilead and now it's like oh my god or have children been in gilead for so long that that's all they know and they don't want anything else so it it, it got the gears turning in my head a lot what really makes me interested in is if okay in the future if june now has the opportunity to escape and just leave Hannah behind in Gilead, will she do so? I think because of this interaction, I and the way June is as a character, I don't think June will ever leave Gilead without Hannah. But this interaction begs the question, it's like, would Hannah leave with June even if June was able to get her out? So it, I'm curious to see how that'll um, shape up at the end of the day, but 
who knows really so it's for me it provided a lot of context as to how long they've been there and also maybe uh, hannah's feelings into the entirety of the situation i'm thinking that hannah's probably obviously been brainwashed since she's been in gilead for so long gilead has a way of using a lot of propaganda and it's it's probably changed hannah for, for who she is and it's changed a lot of people so really interesting stuff i'm curious to see how that's going to affect june in the long run and her decision making overall so after this interaction obviously just to kind of round off the episode uh obviously the handmaids are captured they're captured in their um hiding spot and aunt lydia informs june toward the end of the episode like you guys are going to what was the term she used it was like a magdalena colony it's like a new colony basically that gilead has developed and it's super sick and twisted where basically it's for lack of a better term a breeding colony where the handmaids will stay they'll work in the colony and the commanders and their wives will come and do the ritual and then they'll leave and then the handmaids will just stay in the colony to birth their children and the cycle repeats which when i first heard aunt lydia's description i thought that's really stupid for for obviously a plethora of reasons but even in even from the perspective of gilead in and of itself that's really stupid because colonies as we know them colonies as we know them this is a different they call this a magdalena colony but as colonies as we know them are places that have lots of like chemical radiation they kill people it's like why would you send handmaids to a place like that where they're going to birth their children wouldn't that harm the children and wouldn't that harm the handmaids as well it's like that seems like a really stupid call overall by by gilead if their overall goal is to um repopulate so i thought that was really weird maybe this is a different colony than what i'm thinking of maybe they'll talk about that more in a future episode but we we know nothing about this colony other than what aunt lydia's really said so the rest of it's up to my imagination so it or our imagination as the audience so i'm really speculative to see how that how that would go it it doesn't make a lot of sense to me and it actually kind of took me out of the episode for a few minutes there i'm like why would they it it would just seem that it's just such a it's a stupid it's stupid idea it's it's just a bad idea um overall for a plethora of reasons that i just couldn't quite get behind but i think if they provide a little bit more context into what it is it might help us as the audience kind of cross the threshold as to what gilead is trying to to understand what or not understand trying to grasp what they're doing exactly so really odd thing i thought overall but i've spent way too much time on that particular um piece of dialogue anyways so they all they june is obviously being transported to this colony and she has an interaction with nick she has this interaction with nick on her way there and she basically t- tells him oh my god like hannah she was scared of me and then nick is reassuring her she, he's like hey hannah loves you which it for me it's like okay maybe maybe our perception that hannah is scared of june maybe was a little off maybe hannah in fact does love june maybe hannah's told nick things that hannah wasn't able to tell june so maybe nick has information that we might not know or is he just telling june that to make her feel better who knows i'm curious to see how that will turn out but the one big thing i think that this scene reminds us of is that nick and june still love each other which is going to make for a really interesting conclusion to the series whenever that might be is how is that going to be affected between the situation between Nick, Luke and June. Like there's a bit of a triangle that kind of goes on there for uh, for many complicated reasons, but it's like how is this I'm curious to see how the series is going to 
um, handle that particular arc, so to speak. So we'll have to keep our eyes open for that overall. But at the end of the day, all of the handmaids, they're back together with Aunt Lydia in the van. They're being transported. They stop at uh, train tracks. A train is coming. The, the eye who is watching them steps away to go use the facilities, the bathroom. The handmaids overpower Aunt Lydia. They run away. As they're running away, the guard shoots two of them. Two other of them get hit by the train. And then the only ones who survive and live through it are June and Janine. And the episode ends with them running away. So the episode ended in a way that I wasn't obviously expecting, especially since two of the handmaids that were killed were pretty significant characters throughout the series. So that kind of kills them off as well. I can't remember their names for the life of me, which really, really sucks. I think one of them was Rihanna and Alma. Rihanna and Alma, I think, were two of the major handmaids that were killed. They were both hit by the train. They just barely made it. Because obviously they're running away from an armed guard trying to beat a train, so that happens. But it was it was just a very surreal moment because, one, June had an opportunity to actually kill Aunt Lydia, or at least it was implied because she grabbed Aunt Lydia's truncheon She's whining back like, oh yeah, I'm gonna mess, I'm gonna mess Aunt Lydia up. And Alma says, June, don't do it. And even Aunt Lydia's like, Aunt Lydia's like, don't do it, June. And June chooses not to do it, which makes me wonder. It's like, okay, has the relationship between June and Aunt Lydia just been so lengthy that June can't bring herself to actually kill Aunt Lydia? Or does June actually see some good in Aunt Lydia where she's like, if I kill her, that good has no opportunity to leave. And considering how much June has evolved as a person and leader throughout the series, I th- I would actually make an argument that's the latter. I think June chose not to kill Aunt Lydia in that moment because of the fact that she sees some good in Aunt Lydia and there's potential for that to um, be manifested down the line. So who knows? It- it'd be really interesting to see. But the episode ends with that. And it ends with Janine and June basically running away the train, covering their escape. So I'm curious to see how the next episode's going to go down on what June and Janine are going to do. Um, I thought it was a really questionable move by the eye to start shooting at them and killing them. Because, again, you rely on these handmaids for the future of Gilead, but yet you're killing them. Like, it made no sense. Like, I get there's probably no other way to stop them, but killing them seems like a really poor choice by the eye. So it's another thing that kind of took me out of the episode that and the whole description of the colony it, both of those instances i'm like that doesn't make a ton of sense but either way i enjoyed the episode i thought it had some really contextual thought-provoking questions it didn't advance the plot a whole lot but i think it was more it satisfied my curiosity enough to enjoy it and look forward to the next episode so ladies and gentlemen i want to know what did you think of handmaid's tale episode three whatever you think of it feel free to jump down in the comments below and let me know your thoughts All right, so that'll do it for this episode of Handmaid's Tale Talk. This has been a spoiler talk for Season 4, Episode 3. I've been Bryce. This has been the Bankrupt Hippo YouTube channel. If you guys like what you're hearing, seeing, or um, listening to on audio, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, or rate the podcast as well, because this is available in audio form as well. I'll link that down in the description below for your viewing pleasure. But until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Bryce. This has been the Bankrupt Hippo YouTube channel. And as always, have a great day.